They lived on the banks of the river Ganga. They had two sons called Devantaka and Narantaka. They were strong and handsome and they decided to propitiate Lord Shiva and gain some boons from him. When Shiva appeared, they requested that no one would be able to kill them, whether God, angel, human, demon or animal. Shiva is known for being easily propitiated and he gave them the boon and thus turned them into veritable monsters. Narantaka assumed sovereignty over the netherworlds and over humans and Devantaka conquered the heavens and chased the gods off to the netherworld. The unhappy gods did not know what to do and begged Shiva to help them. He said, so be it. Aditi is known to be the mother of gods like Indra, Varuna, Vayu and so on. Once she approached her husband and begged him to instruct her in a vow by which the Supreme himself would come as her son so that she could have the honor of serving him. The sage then initiated her into the esoteric secret of meditation on Lord Vinayaka. She completed her vow successfully and Ganesha descended to the world as the son of Aditi and Kashyapa. They named him Mahotkata or the strong one since he was really big and bonny baby. All the rishis came to the ashrama to bless the baby. Some of the asadas also came disguised as human beings in order to kill the baby about whom they had heard. But the baby killed them all secretly when they went near him. One day the king of Kashi went to the ashrama and requested Kashyapa to come and do the nuptial ceremony of his son. The sage was already engaged in a year-long vow and sent his son Mahotkata instead. On their way to Kashi while they passed through a forest, they found all the quarters blazing with a brilliant light. Mahotkata jumped out of the chariot and rushed to the light. The fierce demon called Dumraksha had practiced severe austerities and propitiated Surya, the sun god who had just come down and was in the act of giving a terrible weapon of destruction to the Asura, which would make him invincible. The forest was lit up with the brilliance of this weapon, which would prove fatal to the world if given into the wrong hands. Mahotkata rushed to the spot and grabbed the weapon before the Asura could get hold of it and threw it on the demon himself and killed him instantly. The king was amazed at this sight, but refrained from asking too many questions. They proceeded on their journey and reached the capital in good time, and found that there were a few more weeks to go before the wedding took place. Mahotkata engaged himself in wrestling bouts and other sports, in order to pass the time much to the delight of the citizens. The two demon brothers soon heard about this sport, who seemed to have superhuman skills. Narantaka decided to attack and kill the boy straight away. Both the king and the citizens were terrified, but Mahotkata encouraged them to accompany him and routed the Asura army and killed Narantaka. Devantaka heard of the death of his brother and sent eight of his invincible generals to destroy the king's army. Mahotkata invoked the eight goddesses called Anima, Mahima, Garima, Lagima, Ishitwa, Prapti and Prakshaya who routed the demonic army with ease. The, these eight goddesses are the personifications of the great Siddhis or supernormal powers that are at the beck and call of Lord Ganesha. Mahotkata now assumed his form as Ganesha and confronted Devantaka who had resorted to black magic rites. Devantaka grabbed hold of Ganesha's tusk Ganesha threw him off, but his hold was so strong that a piece of his tusk broke off. Ganesha now thrust the other tusk into the Asura's body and killed him.
Narantaka and Devantaka stand for the divided mind of man that has both good and bad qualities. Narantaka is the one who rules the lower world of feelings, emotions, likes, dislikes and so on. Nara stands for man. Deva means God. The story is meant to show that the intellect can transcend these human qualities and rise to its divine status where virtues like nobility, unselfishness and courage predominate. Devantaka is the ruler of this realm. The Lord takes on an incarnation to enable people to rise above these qualities and attain the highest state of the Supreme, which is above all the gunas. The king and citizens were overjoyed. Ganesha resumed his form as Mahotkata and returned to his parents, Kashyapa and Aditi. He told them that the purpose of incarnation was fulfilled and he had to return to his divine abode. The parents were filled with sorrow, but he consoled them and promised that he would be present wherever the Divine Mother, Parvati, was worshipped. With this promise, he left the world. In the second epoch known as Treta, there was a king called Chakrapani who ruled over the kingdom of Mithila. The king was very sad that he had no son to inherit the kingdom. The great sage Shaunaga initiated him into the esoteric secret of the worship of Surya, the sun god, and told him that the queen to undertake a vow for a year. Very soon the queen became pregnant, but during the first few months of her pregnancy, she had severe pains and physical troubles. At last she could bear it no longer. She dared not tell her husband since she knew how much he longed to have a child. So she went secretly to the sea with her attendant and aborted the fetus into the water. The sea god Varuna nurtured the fetus and soon it turned into a muscular boy with brilliant face and three eyes. The whole earth trembled when the monstrous child opened its mouth and howled. Varuna took the boy to the king and told him that it was his son. The king was overjoyed and named the boy Sindhu since he was born in the sea. After completing his studies, the boy did severe tapasya and propitiated the sun god and procured from him a most powerful weapon of destruction. The king handed over his empire to his son and retired to the forest with his wife. Sindhu soon defeated all the kings of the earth and even extended his domain to the netherworld and the heavens. He invoked Lord Vishnu and begged him to come and stay in his capital. Hearing this, Lord Shiva, accompanied by Parvati and the Ganas, decided to go and settle in another place. As usual, Shiva went into deep meditation. When he came out of it, Parvati asked him, On whom are you meditating? He replied, On the one who supports the entire universe. Parvati begged to be initiated into the mantra for such a one, and Shiva gave her the Bija mantra for Ganesha, Gam. She went to a lonely place on the hill and performed severe penance for twelve years. Ganesha appeared before and asked her what she wanted. She said, I want you as my son so that I can serve you. So be it, she said, and vanished from sight. In due course, on the fourth day of the bright half of the month of Bhadra, August-September, Lord Ganesha manifested himself before Parvati in all his glory. After giving her this divine vision, he changed into a normal child. All the sages and gods arrived to bless the child, and Shiva named him Ganesha, which means repository of all the gunas, or noble qualities. Once while he was playing with the other children in a mango grove, he came across a woman on top of a tree who was guarding a big egg. The children were pelting mango seeds at each other, and one of the seeds happened to fall on her. She was furious and jumped down and chased off the children. Ganesha climbed the tree and took the egg in his hands.
It cracked open. Out came a huge bird which looked like a peacock. It hopped to the earth and started foraging for food. In fact, it chased the boys and it was all set to devour them. Ganesha jumped on the bird and brought it under his control. The woman returned and fell at his feet and said, I'm Vilasa, wife of sage Kashyapa, mother of all birds. My husband has told me that the person who breaks his egg would become its master. I have been waiting here for years for this to happen. My other sons like Jatayu, Sampati and Shiana are being held captive by powerful serpents in the kingdom. I would be grateful if you would kindly release them. Ganesha agreed to this and mounted on his new vehicle, the peacock. He returned to his parents. He was renamed Mayuresha by the Rishis. Mayura means peacock. He proceeded to the kingdom of the serpents and released the birds that had been kept captive there. He then overcame a number of demons that had become powerful under the reign of the demon king Sindhu. Seeing the wonderful powers of Mayuresha, Brahma offered his two daughters, Siddhi and Buddhi, to him in marriage. He said he would marry them only after fulfilling his mission on earth. Shiva and Parasi now decide to return to Kailasa. On the way, they were attacked by the demonic hordes of Sindhu, who was getting apprehensive about Mayuresha's feats. He sent his powerful sons, Dharma and Dharma, to defeat him. They were both killed and Sindhu himself entered the fray. Mayuresha killed him without much ado. With the annihilation of the demon, the cosmic balance was restored. It is only now that Mayuresha agreed to marry Siddhi and Buddhi. It was now time for Mayuresha to return to his celestial abode. Parvati asked him when he would appear before her again. He promised to return in the third epoch of Dwapara in order to kill the demon Sindur. His younger brother Karthikeya begged him to take him with him. Don't leave me alone, he said. Mayuresha said, I am the inner consciousness in all beings, so I am ever in your heart. I will never leave you. To comfort him, Mayuresha presented the peacock to Kartigaya and ascended to his imperishable abode. Maunji Krishna Nidadanam Nagyatno Babidinam Balendvilasad Maulim Vandeham Gananayakam I bow to Lord Ganesha, who is clad in deer skin, has a serpent as a sacred thread, and wears the crescent moon on his head. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha To him whom the great sages disclose as a supreme single-syllabic sound, Om, stainless, unconditioned, transcending the qualities, blissful, formless, the transcendent, beyond all beginnings, the very essence of the sacred text, to that primeval one I offer my adoration. Early in the morning I worship Lord Ganesha, who is adored by all the gods, including Indra. His cheeks are anointed with vermilion, and he is the sole refuge of those who are helpless. His rod destroys all obstacles. I bow to the playful son of Shiva and Parvati in order to get his blessings. He has a pot belly and his sacred thread is a serpent. He grants all the desires of his devotees, and he is adored even by the four-faced Brahma. Hari Om, that's it.